This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The most wasted of all days is one without laughter. E. E. Cummings. So we get our blizzards, we get our french fries, and I take the extra salt and I put it in on the fries and he wasn't watching and I I mean I wasn't thinking anything of it I, but I really put a lot of salt on the fries <laughs> I didn't try any of them before he did <laughs> he's like holy fuck it's like a mouthful of salt water and I go hell yeah without missing a beat <laughs> we just about both pissed our pants laughing because <laughs> after that anytime anything would go wrong I would be like hell yeah <laughs> It just came the signature of me stealing his line <laughs> for the opposite, though, because, you know, he uses it for positive things. I use it for negative things. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Mirpod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, dirt bags and hiker trash. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. 
I am really excited about this week's episode, which has been about a year in the making. If you are a fan of Jeff Oliver, aka Ibitat, then you are probably familiar with our guest today. I reached out about a year ago to try and have her come on the show, and it's finally happening. Our guest is an American long trail through hiker, an aspiring triple crowner, and a self-described gypsy and artist. Welcome to the John Freaking Muir Pod, Kate Cloud. How's it going, Kate? Fantastic. Oh, I see what you did there. Very good. Very good. Now, did you see my original my original question when I reached out to you uh, on social media to come on, on the podcast? I think I did, but I don't know where I was or what I was doing. I, but man, and you know, like I said, I've had a couple of offers to come on podcasts, but I've just always like the timing hasn't pan out and I've just been overwhelmed with things that I'm like, you know, I don't know, not, not trying to be rude, but I'm just like too many requests for too many odd things. And I never really sat down and sifted through them to like, you know, I probably should, (laughs) but I'm getting better at it. (laughs) So here I am. (laughs) Nice. And yeah, important announcement. This is, this is Kate's first podcast. So we are excited to to have you on and glad that you made time. What was the deciding factor that, uh, you know what, maybe I will do the John freaking your pod. You know, I was visiting Jeff and he was doing a podcast with you and you guys were cracking me up in the background. So I was, and then he was talked about it. And again, like he had been on here a couple of times. So he was like, why don't you go on there? And I was like, well, you know, I think he did ask me, <laughs> but so he did scold me a little bit and that's when I paid better attention and then I actually responded. So, um, yeah, you could probably thank him for that. <laughs> nice job. Ivy Ted. I know you're listening. Thank you so much. You are the man. All right. Hey, Kate, I imagine that uh, all all your miles uh, on the trail that you have picked up a trail name along the way, because we go strictly by trail name. If you have one here on the podcast, Doc is not on my driver's license or on my paychecks, but uh, that's what we we go by here on on the podcast. Have you picked up a trail name? Of course I have. And luckily it wasn't the first one they tried to give me. Um, It's Feathers, which doesn't have that exciting of a story. Aside from I was always picking up feathers and they were sticking out of everywhere, but uh, they tried to name me air quotes first, which would have just been the nerdiest trail name ever. <laughs> so I'm glad it, it didn't stick. Um, but yeah, so I'm feathers and uh, yeah, it's, it goes, it goes back for a lot of different reasons, but it, it worked. Nice. <laughs> it I like feathers. That's, that's, that's nice. And I, I feel like we get the, we get two trail name stories for the price of one because you brought up air quotes. Why did they want to give you air quotes as a trail name? Well, when, right before I started the, the AT, um, unfortunately the guy that I was seeing had cheated on me. And so someone asked me if I was, if I was dating anyone and I had said something about boyfriend with air quotes <laughs> and I had my truck poles in each hand and that, all I could see was from behind my arms pop out. I think his name was flower boy. The guy I was talking to. And he's like, did you just air quotes with both your truck poles? <laughs> while I'm, hanging? I'm like, no, no, I didn't. And it was this close. To the and I, anyway. And then we got to camp that night. And there was this old couple that was talking about how they kept seeing me picking up feathers and they're like, what are, but they didn't know what I was picking up. And they like what were you looking for did you lose something and I'm like no no I just kept thinking I was finding feathers and they're like oh we thought something was wrong (laughs) (laughs) and then they realized there's feathers sticking out of I was obsessed with finding like blue jay feathers and stuff I've always been that way I don't know what's wrong with me even when I worked at the Nashville Zoo I do side work and I'd have them pay me in exotic bird feathers which I think might be illegal (laughs) but uh 
yeah well anyway <laughs> if you're if you're if you're that, listening but... if you're listening out there and you're you're from the fishing game industry uh, she was using air quotes around exotic bird feathers so <laughs> she really didn't mean it yeah yeah pay no attention okay all right hey where where are you where are you calling in today because I know so, that you are, you're in a hotel room right now. And I see, I see there's a goat, there's a goat laying on the bed behind you. <laughs> yep. My goat's a little spoiled. She thinks she's a dog. Um, so she gets all of those um, perks of being like a dog. Uh, we are actually in Salem, Virginia right now. We just got off the Appalachian Trail southbound. We're currently hiking across America. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm easily distracted. So we started out, I was going to do the American discovery trail and got up there and the first part of it looked cool. And then the second part was like, not cool. It goes right through DC and over the Chesapeake Bay bridge. You can't hike that. And anyway, long story short, I decided to go South and then, uh, went all down the coast and then was going to hook a West and get on the 18, go North to Harper's Ferry. And hopefully it'd be warmer. So by the time I got to the American discovery trail, it wasn't 23 and snowing on us. Like when we got there and I'm rambling, but, <laughs> uh, long story short, I got on the AT to, to waste some time before we reconnect with the American discovery trail at Harper's Ferry. And I figured that'd just be an easy route up and fun to relive some of that. And uh, then I got easily distracted and was like, oh, hey, hey, wait, trail days is happening. Let's go south instead. And everybody's like, when are you going west? <laughs> it will happen. I'm, I'm going my own way. <laughs> we are zigzagging across America. I don't know. Just, okay. I do what I want. <laughs> nice. And I can already tell that if you're listening to this podcast on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitch or anything like that, you need to hit the pause button and pick up the YouTube feed on this because she's already used air quotes at least three times. Uh, there's a goat in the background. And uh, I, I can tell this is this is a going to be a a video gem uh, for our <laughs> listeners out there. Also, yeah, you're lucky. Okay, so she doesn't well, eat anything she's not supposed to. If I if I jump away, yeah, I, it's do what you have to do. I understand. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and you've all already said long story short twice, and so you're lucky that didn't oh, become a trail name. Yeah, no, I really did get really lucky, actually, because it, it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I ran with the feathers once those that couple like kind of mentioned it. Take it and run so, with it. Now, now what, what, really is, what is your goat's name? Her name is Little Leaf. Now, I have to ask, is that her given name or was it, is that yeah. her trail name? No, that's her given name. She doesn't have a trail name yet. And she's been on the AT for about five days now. Um, and it's been tossed around to be totes, which I feel like is too generic, but a lot of people have mistaken her for a donkey for some reason. I mean, she's not even hardly 50 pounds. She's so tiny. I'm like, you really thought this is donkey, but so, and people, someone else said she looked like the donkey from Shrek. So I, I, I was just going to go there. Yes. It'd be my goat named donkey. Hey, <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so she doesn't really have one yet. I haven't decided if I'm going to let any of those stick. Um, I was calling her molasses when we were hiking roadside because she hated it, but she cruises on the trail. So I don't know yet. Okay. Now, she, if, again, if you're listening to this, she's turning around frantically, swiveling in her chair, looking behind her, trying to keep track of, of, uh, donkey the goat there uh make sure she's not <laughs> eating anything she, she's not supposed to yeah she's just eating my backpack it's cool <laughs> <laughs> all right hey quick quick side trip how do you know jeff how'd you guys meet jeff um, oliver ibitat 
Oh, well, we were, we both hiked the, the AT in 2018 and I met him in passing and he didn't remember me, of course. It was just kind of funny. Um, uh, yeah, but we stopped and talked one day on the AT and then I never saw him really again on that trip. And then again in two, in, in 2019, when I was on the PCT, we ran into each other outside of a post office around the border of Oregon. And um, I guess he knew who I was because of the YouTube stuff. And I, I remembered him from meeting him before, but he did, he admitted, he's like, I don't, I don't remember meeting him. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Not very memorable. Um, but anyway, uh, we just got to talk in and then we took the same hitch back out to trail and uh, ended up pacing each other a little bit for a couple of days. Actually, it was kind of a, a crummy situation because um, I don't know if you heard about the hiker colors that got crushed by the tree. He oh, was no. the guy that I hiked with for like four months, him and his girlfriend and deadfall took him out. And uh, it was like the second night of me um, pacing uh, Jeff and as hard as he tries to come off as uh, it was really sweet because I was solo hiking at that time. And I got the news while we were camped at fish Lake, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I was crying in my tent. This may be TMI. It was like 11 at night. And I was just trying to deal with it. I just had got the text that what had happened and I just couldn't believe it. And um, I guess he heard me and he didn't like try to say what's wrong or, uh, you know, anything. He was just like, Hey, I'll be up for a while editing videos if, if you need to talk about anything. And that was just so cool because he didn't like push, you know, and I'm the type of person like I need to kind of deal with it, but just having someone there really helped. And he didn't leave me for a few days after that. So he knew that we were okay. And then we both ended up in this bee stinging incident. Like I got stung by bees and then got medicine and he got stung by bees. And then I rushed him some bee medicine because I had extra bee. So we were just having like this bee chaos. So then we ended up pacing each other again. And then, um, I told him we were friends and he's like, no, we don't have, I don't have friends. And I was like, oh, I guess we're not friends. <laughs> it's dick, <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> but then uh, I guess I got under his skin because we became friends. <laughs> but uh, no, he's, he's actually a really, really sweet guy. And uh, unbeknownst to what he probably wants everybody to know, but uh, yeah, no, that was amazing. And that's how we really actually, you know, I kind of opened up to him as, as, um, someone that I'd want to be around or spend time around because I was like, Oh, this guy's got a, a good, you know, heart. He's obviously mm -hmm. been through some traumas that he understood how to handle it and not be like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, it Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is a great guy. He's been on a couple of times. He is unforgettable. I mean, so I'm not surprised that you, you <laughs> saw him and didn't, didn't forget him. He is really an unforgettable character. Uh, but he does have a soft side. And, and I saw some of that on the second time he came on the podcast, you know, he, he opened up a little bit towards the end of that second episode and uh, was talking about how people think he's so tough and really he's just a big, big kind of softy inside. And, you know, he, you know, he has feelings and uh, you know, he, I think he, sometimes he, he's a little put off by people's reactions to him because of the way he appears. I mean, he, 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 yeah. he's a, a pretty serious guy, pretty serious looking guy. But he, he wanted everybody to know he took he took the opportunity in that second episode to tell people, you know, I, I'm a person, too, and I have feelings and and uh, it, it was it was a, a nice change of pace. Yeah, no, he's a who and who. Yeah. Hiking with him was fun <laughs> mm -hmm. to say the least. I bet. I bet. I love the fact that he's got a patch on his backpack that says that he says the F word a lot. 
He does. Actually, I have that backpack in storage for him and his banjo because he had no place to leave it. And it's I'm not going to tell his personal stuff, but um, he had that incident with his stuff the previous year that he had tried to leave with someone and they basically got rid of everything on him. And, oh, no. you know, he's pretty lightweight on everything and lets things go. But it was pretty messed up situation. So it's yeah. like, hey, why don't you let me just take your stuff? It'll be safe. I mean, you might not get it right away if you want it, because I'll be wandering around, too. But, you know, nothing will happen to it. And it'll always right. be there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit earlier, you said this may be too, this may be TMI for everybody. But there is no such thing as TMI on the podcast here. So that, that makes for that makes for interesting <laughs> okay. stories. All right. Feel, all right. Feel free. Feel free. Okay. Hey, have you had a chance, Kate, to listen to the podcast before? I've listened to a few of them. I listened to Snazzy's because I knew Snazzy. And uh, I listened to a couple a long time ago. I'm trying to think of who it was. If it was that Skittles girl, was it Skittles? Yeah, Little Skittles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember which other ones it was. But yeah, I've listened to a couple of them. Okay. All right. I only ask because I want to make sure that you are aware of a segment towards the end of the episode called the Pro Tip Insight of the Week. That's where I will turn to you and ask you to share some trail wisdom uh, to make our listeners' next outdoor experience even better. So don't be surprised when we get there. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And you are expected, though, to drop trail wisdom throughout the episode, but uh, you'll you'll still be on the hook, though, at the end, though. Okay. Okay. All right. right. The Must Bring Gear Review. Oh, that's half-calf letting us know that uh, we're at the... The must bring gear review segment, and this is sponsored by the ultralight backpacking gear company, Six Moon Designs. And here's how it works. Kate, if you were to, I'm sorry, not Kate, Feathers, if you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So Feathers, what is your must bring piece of gear? That would be my air mattress. And it's the... can't be any of those expensive uh bougie ones that everybody's all bent on it's actually the climate v static and it's a little heavier than all the other ones but it's only like 40 or 50 bucks and you know what i bought one before the at hike my at through hike and it lasted my entire at hike and my entire pct hike without getting one hole in it i can side sleep on it it's it's the best mattress there i'm still using it actually and it's it looks gross, <laughs> but you know what? I've spent $40 on an air mattress. that's comfortable. I get good night's sleep and I've had it for two full through hikes now and then some. So if anybody else can beat that, I'd be impressed. So that guy 4,800 miles later and it's, yeah. it's uh, still working. It may look, may look a little strange, but it's still it's working. <laughs> and I've washed it, but it's, it, there's no saving it now. <laughs> All right. So here's your, here's the first piece of, uh, of trail wisdom. Here, first pro tip. You don't need no, you don't need a, a bougie sleeping pad. Uh-huh. No. None of that bouginess. Bougie. No, don't be bougie. Yeah. And don't be a don't be a panty waster, as Grandma Gatewood would say either. Just because it's like two ounces more than your bougie air mattress doesn't mean it's not worth it. Those two ounces will give you a good night's sleep, which will get you over more mountains. <laughs> oh, I like the way you're talking. Don't be a panty waster. Yeah, I read that. You ever read that book by Grandma Gatewood? I have I read not read the book. I know I know who she is, but I haven't read the book. She calls everybody panty wasters that can't, you know, like instead of saying pussies, <laughs> she calls them panty wasters. <laughs> so I, I adopted that. Don't be a panty waster. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe we shouldn't bring that one back. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I start calling people boobs again. You, you jump boob. Yeah, you boob. You big boob. Yeah, stop being a boob. <laughs> I think oh, the good old hair. the good old days where we could say stuff without hurting people's feelings. Yeah, exactly. I probably just offended a lot of people right there. Okay, I wanted I can... to give this lady the chill name Karen the other day because she thought my <laughs> my go my go. <laughs> She's like, that is so cruel that you have your goat out here. I'm like, she's climbing rocks. That's what they do. And I was like, do you have a trail name yet? She's like, I'm not through hiking. I was like, well, darn, because if you were, you should have the trail name Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine torturing a goat by having it in the outdoors. That that is unbelievable feathers. Compared to what goat is she tortured? I'm carrying more weight for her stuff than I am on my own. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's the hiking pole. Oh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna t- keep talking about gear and some other some other hiking related topics here. Yeah, I have a seven question survey for you. It's called the hiking pole. It's P O L L like a survey, not P O L E like the the items you use to make air quotes uh, over your head there like that. Um, uh-huh. I'm gonna ask you seven questions and help me develop a score on the the sanity scale with 100 okay. being completely sane and one being completely crazy. Okay. And you you have to know right off the bat that because you have completed two long trails, there's an automatic 20 point deduction. The highest score you could get Uh-oh. is 80 because you you have to be a little bit crazy uh, to be out there doing long trails. Okay, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's bad badge of honor. Okay, sweet. Okay, seven <laughs> questions. Here you go. First one's easy. Trekking poles or no trekking poles? Trekking poles. And why? Definitely uh, because they're I call them face savers. Because <laughs> if you want to have a pretty face by the time you're done with the trail, you better have some trekking poles to save your ass when you're tired and get yourself up mountains or down. <laughs> yes, and that may have been the issue that little Skittle had. Do you remember the story with little Skittle? Uh, I think so. She was uh, crossing a log. She was crossing a river uh, on a log, and she panicked and fell and and broke her fall with her face. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've almost did that a few times, but luckily I had my face savers. That's what I call trekking poles. So yeah, you gotta have face trek your face <laughs> Okay. All right. Next question. Boots or trail runners? What do you have on your feet? Trail runners. Definitely all day or day. <laughs> did you say air day? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your preferred brand of trail runners? You know, I like Solomon's. I've always been a Solomon girl. Uh, Ultra tried to switch me and I tried them and I, 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 my face was not saved that day. They were like clown shoes on me. Um, so Solomon's all the way. <laughs> <laughs> None of those bougie clown shoes. No, none of that bougie clown crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your preferred shelter system? Is it tent, tarp, hammock, bivy, or cowboy camping? You know, it's a toss up between cowboy camping and tent, uh, but I, I go with tent. My whole PCT, though, was a bottomless tent. So it's like I wasn't, it was a reverse cowboy. Is that, oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I like both. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go to the next question. Uh, <laughs> your preferred uh, sleeping system, sleeping bag or quilt? Oh, there's the goat, there's little leaf. Uh, AKA donkey standing on the bed yeah. and okay. She's adorable. I know. Yeah, I know she can be a <laughs> uh, quilt. Quilt is my answer. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have an enlightened equipment one. I think and, like most people. And is it because of the weight or is it because you're a side sleeper and you feel constricted by a sleeping bag? What's going yeah, on? I like, my, I like to pull my legs out or kick a leg out or, you know, whatever. It, or if it's hot out, then I'll just lay on top of it and spread it out. And then I can still pull part of it over me if I want. It's just more versatile. So, yeah, I like, I like it versatile. I can make it into a cape. I mean, there's so many activities you can do with a quilt that you can't. So many activities. <laughs> okay. So many. Now, Feathers, this next question is a dangerous question. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> dangerous question. Major point deduction, if, depending on how you answer. Okay. Okay, so be careful. When it comes to food, are you a stove person, cold soak, or stoveless? Stove person. Okay. Safe yeah. answer. Yeah. Safe answer. Yeah. Hot, hot meals, good thing. Yeah. It's a BSR all day, every day. <laughs> Have you Again. tried to cold soak? No, I just, you know, I, I don't know. There's comfort in the heat <laughs> for me. I'm a woman. We're always cold, you know, get a warm stuff and then the, the warm food. <laughs> it's a thing for me. I mean, I'm gangster, but I'm not that gangster. Where I want to wait for cold soak and that stuff gets mushy and it's like, it looks like pig feed. I can't, I don't know. I'm, I'm that type of hiker where it's like, I can do ultralight and all this, but you know, I, I still want my comforts. So I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to torture myself with whatever that stuff turns into. Feathers, I think we just stumbled. I think we just stumbled across the title of this episode. I'm gangster, but not that gangster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, is life better above or below the tree line? I like above, above the tree line. Yeah, that's my favorite. I like the wind. I like the sunsets, the sunrises, the epic views. I feel I feel safer higher up, actually. And it's probably not true, but that's how I like it. <laughs> okay. And I think you posted on social media recently about uh, something about who says there's no views on the AT. Was that you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was me. Yeah. I, I hate when people say that when they're like, well, here's just a green tunnel. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's not true. Franconia Ridge was like my favorite part that blew my mind. It's like, there's so many amazing views. Mount Washington. Come on. You tell me there's no views on this trail. I just had like 11 of them in the past 24 hours. <laughs> oh, I, saw, I saw a glimpse. I saw a glimpse of the, uh, the gangster right there. She's yeah, getting all defensive yeah. about, about her AT. <laughs> well, you know what? I think we're all sentimental about our first true trail, you know, and the AT was mine. So yeah, I defend it. <laughs> but right. anyway. Hey, the last question in our survey here is what's more important, pack weight or luxury items? See, I used to be one way and now I'm the other. And or I, then I went to the other and now I'm right in the middle. So how okay. does that work? I used to be like comfort and then I went, oh, 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 UL. And then I was like, no, screw that. And I'm like, now I'm just kind of floating in the middle. <laughs> well, you told me earlier, don't be a panty waist, carry those extra two ounces for your, your sleeping time. Like I went to the super ultralight and I was like, this is dumb. Like I'm giving up comforts for like good night sleeps and, and, you know, comfort food when I've just busted my ass all day, you know, no, I'm going to at least take a little bit back there <laughs> and just meet in the middle. I'm not so concerned about like weight as I went to at one point. So, yeah. Okay. And what, what was your, your base weight on each of the trails, the long trails? 
Oh, well, on the AT, when I started out, I, I wish I could remember, but it was ridiculous. I don't, I don't, I was one of those typical hikers where I'm like, I know I need this. And this is, I don't even know. I had stuff. I look back and it's just, you can't help but laugh, but it's like trying to tell anybody they, until they experience it, they can't let go of certain things. Right. And then, um, yeah, on the PCT, I was like 17 pound base weight, which wasn't bad. And I'm actually stuck around that. I mean, it fluctuates just a little bit, but that's, that's about my base weight. <laughs> so you're not an eight, you're not one of those, you're not one of those eight pounders who's cutting off straps, extra straps and drilling holes in your toothbrush and all <laughs> no, that kind of nonsense. Anyways, I have a full toothbrush, believe it or a not. A full I, toothbrush I, yeah, right there. I do. Yeah. That's dumb. Like, come on. <laughs> Are you that weak? <laughs> I don't even have one clavicle bone. I have one shoulder with no clavicle bone. I can carry my whole toothbrush with one shoulder. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to come back to that right after I calculate the score here, we're going to come back to the one clavicle. So, so hang on to that for a second. Uh, okay. Let me, let me do some quick math here. We're going to uh, see, I got to carry the four, have to divide by the square root of two. We're going to multiply by pi and we're going to adjust for the atmospheric pressure at the top of McAfee knob. And I come to a solid 72. Yeah. Winning at life. Right that's on. right. Winning. That's right. 72 <laughs> winning at life. Okay. Now what is this? What is this about one clavicle? Oh, I was in a bad car accident and, uh, my bones were so tiny. I was in a, like almost a three-day coma. And when they pulled me out, this bone was broken in the middle and usually clavicle bones break at one end or the other. Apparently <clears throat> mine decided not to. And, uh, they wanted to do surgery and plate it and put screws in it. And I came out of it, like thinking I was going to be all put back together. And they were like, Hey, we couldn't fix it. Your bones are too tiny. They would have splintered. And so this bone was still sticking out of my, my shoulder. And they're like, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, well, I think I don't want this bone sticking out. So they went back in and ended up cutting it out. So I have it's, a piece it's of not, my a, it's not, a tr not attractive to have that bone sticking out. No, it was, it was gangster. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, it's going to get, in, it's uh, gonna get in the way of the, of the pack strap. So get rid of that. Yeah, thing. I totally threw off my, my, my sh weight shift and everything, but yeah, so I have a piece connected to my sternum and a piece, a little tiny piece in my shoulder. Cause they didn't want to mess with those things, but the center is gone. So this shoulder is not attached to anything. So I can like super squish like into a window if I needed to, but that probably won't happen very often. So it's, I don't know. I don't know if there's any benefits. I try to find some. <laughs> Now I know I know that there are I know there are body parts that you can live without, right? I know I, you know Ronnie Lott had a, he cut off the tip of his finger so he could play in the Super Bowl. Um, you, I, appendix, you can have your appendix out. Uh, you can go with one kidney. I didn't realize that you know clavicle life without a clavicle is is, is you know that's it's a viable option. Yeah, since two thousand five, I haven't had anything connecting this shoulder besides muscle tissue and tendons and whatever else is going on in there. And have you found any benefit to this other than really cool bar tricks? Uh, <laughs> I haven't figured any bar tricks out even. Damn. Um, no, <laughs> I can't say that I have. Uh, it makes just sleeping on my left side really uncomfortable. So I always have to sleep on my right side. But um, yeah, backpacking, it definitely makes backpacking interesting because I literally have to adjust my pack. So all my weights on my right shoulder and my hips. So there is that I don't barely put weight on it because it is it does kind of poke out and it hurts it like it's like pinching a nerve so the, usually the straps just kind of hanging around <laughs> I don't even know if I need it I should just take off ultralight take off the left strap <laughs> I don't know <laughs> carry I your pack like a purse 
<laughs> just, just like you know, seatbelt. I don't know. It could work. <laughs> oh, that could have been your trail name if people had known about the whole missing a clavicle kind of thing and, and the oh, way you had to adjust. It, it could have been. It, it could have been seatbelt. Oh, it could have been so bad. <laughs> That's why I ran with it. I was like, no, that's it. That's it. We got it. It's done. <laughs> that's right. Once you get what you want, then you, you go with it. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Hey, before we get too far down the trail, Feathers, let's, let's back up a little bit. I know our listeners would love to hear about your origin story. Kind of where you grew up was, you know, outdoor camping and, and hiking. Was that part of your life growing up, part of your family dynamic? And um, uh, how did you get involved in the through hiking cult? Okay. Uh, well, as a kid, I hated being at home <laughs> and I was alone a lot. So I was always running off in the woods, climbing trees and building forts. And my parents had got me a horse when I literally was one. I got a little Shetland pony and it probably wasn't the safest thing, but they'd let me ride that thing when I was like five years old by myself. And I started like tying carrots to the saddle bags and stuff. And I just take off. And it was like, they, I mean, different time, I guess. Uh, but it was really weird. And I think back on it, it's like, didn't you guys worry about me? I mean, we lived over there's tons of cougars and all kinds of stuff, but yeah, I'd wander off with my horse and my dog and go play in the woods a lot. And then by the time fourth grade rolled around, I was put in a private school because I was really dyslexic and um, never learned to read. <laughs> um, so I needed help and be from my dyslexia. So they put me in this private school and my teacher there was amazing. And I had the same teacher from fourth through sixth grade. It was the same 10 students that whole time. And uh, she would take us backpacking up at Snoqualmie Pass, which was right there where I lived. And of course the PCT comes through there and there's just Kendall Catwalk. There's all these incredible places to hike. And we'd go camping every summer, like a class reunion. And uh, we did it for years after we all like left the school even, and we're all still friends. So I really think I owe the majority of it to my uh, old private school teacher, Judy. And uh, then I have a grandpa too, who was very outdoorsy and we do a lot of outdoor stuff, but mostly Judy. She was the first person I ever really like. I, I, know, I don't think I ever camped or anything with my mom and I'm sure I camped with my dad, but it just, it was so rare and few in between and they were very busy. So I was kind of alone a lot and just did my own thing unless I was with Judy. So it was fun, but yeah, that's how I, I got sucked into it. And then of course, being up at Snoqualmie passing these through hikers and hearing these stories is like, what is this? This is a thing. So I started to, you know, fantasize about that long, long time ago about what that would be like and what these people are doing. And I pictured it so differently than it is, <laughs> but in, in a good way. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's how it started. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like you were a West coast girl. Are, when you're not on the trail, are you on the West coast or East coast now? Um, or neither? Well, you know, I have really been since 2018, I've just become a complete wanderer <laughs> to be honest. People ask me where home is. Yeah. I grew up in Washington state and the Cascades there. Um, but, uh, now I have a little camper trailer, gypsy wagon built by a little Roma man, um, that I pull with my Jeep. So my, I say my home is parked in Washington right now, but I know Washington just, just doesn't, I love it. And my family's there, but it won't be my forever home. So I don't plan on settling down there. I want to be somewhere else. I do know that, but I love it. It's not my forever home. No. <laughs> it was getting home. Okay. And who built the gypsy wagon again? 
So there was this little old man. I wish I remember. Oh, little little old man. Okay. Yeah, Got his it. name was like Larry or something. <laughs> Got it. And uh, yeah. he was like 89 building these little gypsy wagons, you know, he, and uh, he just did it for fun. And a Jeep has like no tow capacity. And I think my Jeep can tow like 1500 pounds. And I just paid it off. And I didn't want to like go pay 80 grand for some bougie. <laughs> I had to do it again. (laughs) 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 Some stupid like camper that I'd have to put payments on, you know, I shouldn't say stupid. They're really cool. I just can't afford it. So uh, the truth be told, I can't go bougie. (laughs) So anyway, I found this gypsy wagon that he had put on, on Craigslist. If if you can't, if you can't go bougie, then you make sure you put bougie down. Say, don't, don't be bougie. (laughs) Right. You so everybody matches you. Right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) But yeah, so I found it on Craigslist and we traveled for two years, me and the goat. We were on a couple of tiny living documentaries that was fun. And we went hiking all over the U.S. She went to like 34 states before she was two. And um, yeah, so tiny living is my my alternative to hiking. And it's a little gypsy wagon in a Jeep. And it's okay. parked in Washington right now. <laughs> parked in Washington. Two more follow-up questions. One is you told the story of uh, you and the Shetland pony and and putting carrots on the saddle and then going out for a long period of time. I have to ask, were the carrots for you or for the pony? Um, They were for the pony, but it drove it, okay. but I wouldn't give them to him right away. So he'd be always trying to get them because they were like dangling on his on the back of the saddle where he couldn't reach. It's kind of probably torture. <laughs> he was a good pony. <laughs> his name, I to this day, cannot say his ni- name right. So he probably thought his name was Diamondite. Diamond Knight was he was black with a diamond, and I called him Diamondite, and that's still his name. <laughs> so he was he was a good little pony man. <laughs> nice. And my my last question uh, is about Little Leaf. Mm-hmm. How how did you come by Little Leaf? I mean, how did how did this whole relationship start between you and and your trail? Little Leaf. Yeah. Well, so was working on my triple crown. I did the AT in 2018. My plan was to do the triple crown. And uh, so I basically got rid of my house because my daughter went off to college. <clears throat> yes, I'm old enough to have a daughter in college. <laughs> no, I wasn't really young when I had her. <laughs> uh, but uh, I sold everything when she left that she didn't want. I did the AT in 2018, the PCT in 2019, then 2020, I was going to do the continental. Well, COVID hit and well, we all didn't know what to make of a pandemic. So they were like, hunker down, stay home, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, him and Han, if I should go do the CDT still. And uh, I decided I'd bail on it because I wanted to know what was going to happen. So I ended up renting from a goat farmer. And not long after I was there, her litter was born and she was the runt. And goats usually only have two in a litter. I didn't know anything about goats, by the way, before the, before I got her. And uh, she was a runt and I went out to see him and I had nicknamed her because she has that white spot on her side that looks, it looked like a leaf. Now it looks more like Illinois, but uh, anyway, <laughs> so I had nicknamed her. I told the owner that I had nicknamed her. I was like, hey, I'm not trying to name your pets. Long, long story short, a couple days later, he knocks on the door like, hey, do you want to say goodbye to this one? I think it's the one you nicknamed. She's dying. The mom rejected her. And I was like, what? And I was like, can I try to save her? And he's like, if you want to, then you're going to have a goat. Now I have goat. So that's how Little Leaf came to be. And okay. And, and by the way, by the way, I like Little Leaf better than Illinois. So, so good job. <laughs> on... Illinois. Yeah. I wasn't going to change it. <laughs> it does. It's like, 
I like Illinois. I don't know. It kind of shape shifts a little bit. I think it depends on how much she's eaten. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Now, Feathers, how, how are you paying the bills? How do you finance your adventures? Well, uh, I have a lot of different ways that I do that. So I kind of dabble in a little everything. I used to have a painting party slash entertainment business where I did like hosted those painting and drinking parties. Um, and then I also did bingo nights <laughs> where you could win prizes and stuff. But COVID kind of took that out. Um, I also have a website where I sell my art. And during Christmas time, I do these custom bulbs of people's animals and a lot of commission stuff. Uh, I do a lot of mural work. And those give me usually a good chunk of change that lasts for a while. But then I also have a blog on Steemit, which kind of fizzled out a little bit because uh, it's all cryptocurrency based. And then I have YouTube, of course, which doesn't really pay anything anymore because they're just cheap. And I love you, YouTube. <laughs> and then I uh, have Patreon and uh, that helps when I'm doing something like when I'm out adventuring, then I get my followers kind of pop back up on there. Um, but I don't really push any of those. So. Um, I just recently started saying to people like, Hey, if you want to help me make money on YouTube, watch the ads. <laughs> Cause that's the only way they pay us anymore or on Patreon, you know, that helps. So, but, uh, yeah, between all those, I really don't have any debt. And so, I mean, what I, all I need is a little bit to survive living this way, which I don't know which way that is really besides just a hot mess, but uh, I'm having fun and <laughs> it's just cell phone food and, you know, the basics. So when you, when you live so minimally with just this, I mean, all you're paying for is your adventures an occasional hotel or, you know, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. And I understand you, you spent some time behind bars. And when I say <laughs> that, I'm referring to your bartending past. I was like, wait, did I tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before you can before you confessed anything, I wanted to clear that up. So <laughs> no, I have been behind bars. Um, yes, I bartended for 17 years all over. Uh last being Nashville. I lived there for about six years. And uh my uncle owns losers and winners and a bunch of other bars down there. So that's how I got in the scene down there. But I've bartended in Vegas. Hawaii, uh, Seattle, all over the place and all different kinds of bars. And uh, yeah, yeah, bartender. Do you have a, do you have a favorite bartending story? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm sure I do, but the problem is there's so many. <laughs> um, man. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You, you, we'll, can, have you to can we'll have to do another episode for that one and I'll think of some up for you. Okay. I, I mean, it's like to the point where you get so many that it's almost, it's like bad bar jokes too. You get so many that you can't even think of one when you need one. Okay. So <laughs> we'll set up a second interview right now where it'll okay. be the episode title will be, will be feathers, the bartending story episode. So, okay. I, I'm sure I could dig. I'll think of them. I'll, I'll start focusing on it. Okay. <laughs> come up with some good ones. I'm sure. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear uh, from feathers about her 2018 AT hike or 2019 PCT hike. And what's, uh, what's up next for her. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water. Using time-released liposome technology, 
topical insect repellents and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We are talking to Kate Cloud, a.k.a. Feathers, uh, and her partner in crime, Little Leaf, almost known as Illinois. Uh, heard a little bit about her background. Now we're going to talk about the trail. So tell me, Feathers, uh, I have to ask right off the bat, you've done the AT and the PCT. Which which one is your favorite of those two? God, I can't really pick. You know, I, I think I enjoyed the nature of the PCT a lot more, meaning not just what I was seeing, but that there were less people and there weren't so many towns. You know what I mean? I kind of mm-hmm. liked that it was more hardcore and raw, but I liked the AT also equally because it was my first experience with the through hike. So there was just a level of excitement and fear that just kind of runs you on this high the whole time. So um, nothing can replace your first experiences with anything that, you know, monumental so i think it's really hard to pick <laughs> yeah like like your first experience with being on a podcast so i expect you to defend me defend me out there to everybody else just like you defend the at all right <laughs> sure no problem <laughs> okay all right now wh- do you remember your start date your end date of the at uh the at i started march 28th or 29th and i finished on my birthday september 15th so they, we ate cake on Katahdin. <laughs> okay. So like five and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And what so, was your highest mileage day on the AT? Do you remember? Yeah, it was like 29.9. I just was, I was trying to do a 30. I was trying to catch up with a hiker I was hiking with named Spider who went into Damascus and he was always faster than me because he was fit and I wasn't yet. And, uh, <laughs> um, 
he was talking, just rubbing it in my face that he was going to have pizza that night. And I wasn't, and I was like, no, so <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I did a big old day into Damascus so I could have pizza also. <laughs> so 29.9, but not 30 because only no, bougie, so, only bougie people, yeah, only like, bougie people do 30. Yeah, I, I should have just done some laps or something, but according to gut hooks, it was, oh, damn it. I just did the things again. Um. <laughs> you should do an air quote. <laughs> I'm not sure what she was air quoting, but she, it was, she was, she was, no, she was talking with her hands. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I didn't make it. It was just 29.9. <laughs> okay. How many, how many, how many zeros did you take along the way? I have no idea. No, no idea. idea. Enough. You took enough. enough. Yes. Yeah. More. I probably, you know, I was worried about what I was capable of because I didn't know yet. It was my first through hike and I didn't want to miss Katahdin, like have it closed and not be able to summit. So uh, there was a lot of places I should have slowed down, but I didn't. You know, that was my only regret on that trail probably is that I wish I would have done more spur trails and stuff because those are some epic views. You know, that's where you get a lot of those views are those spur trails. And I was just always so focused on like, no, I better keep, keep on track. So, yeah. Right. You know, feathers, that reminds me of something I was just thinking about today in terms of, of the trail. And that is, you know, the importance of spending time in the moment and how difficult that is as just human beings, you're always looking ahead to, you know, what's next. Even when you're out there on the trail, you're thinking about, okay, where am I going to camp? You know, I, I get up in the morning, I, I, I pack up and I'm heading to this destination. This is where I have to be at nightfall. And you're focused on that. And I think it, it is to the detriment of what you're actually walking through. I think that, you know, it, it's important to realize that when you're on a through hike, when you're out there in the, in the middle of nowhere doing this trail, that everywhere is the destination and to try and enjoy and, and soak it up as much as you can. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, they say it's about the journey, not the destination. That's exactly it. Yes. Just preaching to a guy that's through hiking uh, the other day. And he's like, I just wished I would stop more often and take things in. Like these people watch this moon set. Yes, the moon. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, it's it's true. I'm like, that's the that's the one thing I wish I would have done the AT on the PCT. I milked it. <laughs> I took in all the moments, maybe too many. And then that's why we were all in hellfire and snow at the end. But it worked. <laughs> Nice. Now, did you use air quotes around moon there when you said, yeah, the real no, moon? No, the real I was moon? There was like, there's something. I don't oh, know okay. if are in here. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what that was. <laughs> Got it. Do you have any, you have any favorite memories or stories from the AT that really stand out to you? Well, I have, I have so many, but um, okay. This one, you know, is just hiker trash all the way. So I was hiking with this guy named Spider and he had this, he had this, he had this habit of always writing down anything that we'd crack up laughing about. He'd keep a journal of anything funny people would say. Well, one of the only one I can remember that he wrote down, and I remember this because I almost peed my pants. We were laughing so hard, was uh, he stopped to pee and he was like 50 when we were doing the trail. And so I was like, God, old man, all you do is stop to pee. And he's like, just wait for me. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he's standing there peeing and I start scratching my face and I don't even realize I'm doing it. He's like, Hey, stop picking. And right in that moment, he rips ass. And I'm like, well, don't shit your pants. And he just, like, he's like, stop picking. I'm like, don't shit your pants. I don't know. Maybe you had to be there, but he just had this whole log of all these like commentaries and back and forth were bigger. And we just started laughing, of course. You know, just bickering at each other. 
so there was that moment and then nice. uh, i mean there were so many though but that one he probably will kill me bringing up and then uh we were in the shenandoah uh stretch and we decided Hang on, before to before we move on oh. before we move on yeah. from spider <laughs> spider and you know peeing and ripping and and all that good stuff i mean it that says something about the trail and the impact the trail has on your relationships i think i think we are quick to make uh fast tight relationships you know right off the bat i mean you're 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 interacting with people that you've only known for a moment really right and yeah. you're 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 completely real with each other. No, I tell people that people ask me about the trail and what it's like or, you know, things like that. And I, I like to explain it like this. I usually say, you know, I have friends I've known since third grade that I don't know as well as people I, I hiked two months with on that on one of these long trails because there's no distractions. There's no TV or appointments or work or kids or whatever to distract you. Or even, you know, when you decide to meet up with your friends and go out for happy hour, there's so much going on or they're drinking or whatever when you're on trail, it's like you eat shit, you know, sleep and that's it. And you have each other's attention and, and you really get to know someone and it's just raw survival. And so, yeah, things like going to the bathroom become, become your topic of conversation. And you just know someone on such a raw base, you know, way that it, you, you bond because it's real, you know, there's no facade of trying to figure out what this person's really like or what they, you know, there's no material things. There's nothing. It's just, you're stripped clean of everything, all the distractions, all of it. So you really get to know someone really fast and you'll know right away. I always tell people like, if you're in a relationship and you go out to do one of these trails, it's either going to make you stronger or rip you apart. And I mean, I've seen both <laughs> because it, it is, you're, you have these mental highs and lows, these physical highs and lows, you know, and you're either when you're, when you spend so much time with someone not even romantically, just like, you know, hiking partners or whatever. And you have these huge highs or these huge lows, you know, near death experience. And then you summit this mountain and it's just incredible. You don't, you don't have those experiences with people in everyday life usually. And then when you, and you bond because of those and it just, it makes such a strong, like I'm still on a, a group text with my original AT family from like the first couple weeks. And we didn't even stay together the whole trail. It was just like the first few weeks, but that was such a butterfly time and like oh my god we're doing this and like but that we all stayed in touch and we still like group text and it's been four years yeah so. i've talked to i've talked to couples on this show that have done long trails and i've told them that if you've done a long trail together you know there's no hiding out there i mean there's yeah. it, it's all it's all it's all there it's on display pretty raw. <laughs> people are gonna know you're gonna know each other real well and so if yeah. you have survived a long trail together then you are a forever couple because yep. you know if you got through that you can get through anything yep even as friends don't pick your face don't shit your pants <laughs> <laughs> words words to live by right there it's a pro tip right there you've you already used that one up you can't use that one later okay damn okay now you mentioned near-death experience any any of those out there um, yeah, I did some dumb things. Um, <laughs> well, so Spider and I decided we got bored with the Shenandoahs kind of going up and down. So we decided the blue blaze, but no one would let us have a canoe in the rental areas or rental places because it's flooding, <laughs> like really bad flooding. I think 2018 was like one of the highest rain seasons that the AT had experienced. So we thought it would be a good idea to go to Walmart and get like our own little dinghy and blue blaze for three days and we didn't know what the trail or what the river was like or anything because no one would give us maps no one wanted us to go on it so we're out there floating 
you know, the Shenandoah River and uh, all of a sudden we pass like a motor home floating by and all the center islands are just covered in trees where we're supposed to camp. And we're like, oh, and water's just mud brown. And, uh, but we had a blast and we ended up rowing up on some island that was a campground. I think it was strawberry something campground. And there was a bluegrass festival, which turned into like a rave at night. It was the most bizarre out of place thing. But yeah, and then we finally got off of the Shenandoah and returned our dinghy and we told them this was really unsafe. <laughs> returned, the, returned the dinghy to Walmart. Oh, we, you told, you told just, the people at Walmart, I can't believe you sold this to me. This is yeah, way too like, dangerous. Yeah, why did you sell it to us? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was we had so much fun. There's so many good memories though. I wish that's why I do YouTube because I don't care. You I mean I really truly it's my own personal video journal and it is so fun to go back and watch each day. I try to encourage everybody. You don't have to be a big YouTuber, but video your your days or your highlights because you'll look back on it and you'll even, I remember what I ate days after I see my videos, like it just spurs everything. Things I thought about while I hiked, it's weird, but you can't ask me in normal life what I ate two days ago. I couldn't tell you <laughs> or let alone maybe what I was even doing. So yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> right. Now you mentioned a little bit earlier about uh, being on the trail with somebody and just having nothing but time to talk. And so you mentioned a couple of topics. I, I want to hear from you. What are the top five topics of conversation on a, on a long through hike? Um, well, obviously gear. And, and if you're a true through hiker, you hate that conversation. Oh my God, I can't stand it. And I, right now being around a lot of new hikers that are just starting or, you know, oh, I guess they're about 700 miles in, but I'm still getting like gear questions. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk about gear, <laughs> you know, when you're out here anyway, when you're doing it. Um, so I would say gear for some reason, pooping and everybody's yeah, right? like, That's... Like, fascinated by this and farting, of course, is always funny. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of... <laughs> of another story we'll get it. <laughs> we'll get to that i'll bring i'll bring that back up go ahead oh yeah um wow i forgot about that anyway <laughs> um so yeah that food of course food um i was hiking through the pct and you know that uh what is it uh, uh chickadee that goes yes and i was like you guys you guys do you hear that and everybody's like yeah because it's all we hear all day every day was this and I'm like, hey, doesn't it sound like it's saying cheeseburger? Yes. And you're all obsessed because it's yes. so food. You obsess about food, obviously. And then, um, well, we, we, we were in Sequoia. We were in Sequoia doing Mineral King Loop. And somebody pointed that out. Hey, if you hear a chickadee, it sounds like it's saying cheeseburger. And that's yeah. all I could hear. That's all I yeah. could hear was cheeseburger. Hey, I drew up stickers of the cheeseburger bird. They're on my, 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 my YouTube channel. You can buy the cheeseburger bird sticker. Oh, and nice. I even have a little bit of mayo out the back end. So very <laughs> realistic <laughs> cheeseburger bird. <laughs> if you're into mayo, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, was that five? What food? Uh, I think that was four. Got one more. Is that four? Um, I, I would say showers is obviously one that we all like can get on um, or, or maybe in the reverse of that, it's more like smelling day hikers, you know, like the, like taking guesses and bids on like, no, that's gain. No, that's tied. There, there's, they use Pandy Proby, <laughs> you know, like trying to figure out what people's soaps are that they use. <laughs> you start obsessing over what kind of soap everybody else has that you don't you have. 
for who knows how long. <laughs> Day hikers smell so good. Yeah. You just like, I'm sure they're like, are you smelling me right now? <laughs> you think you're in conversations. That person definitely uses like dove soap. I know it. <laughs> I would agree with all, all of those topics. Those are very popular topics on the trail. Take us back. Yeah. Uh, you remembered a story, obviously. What, what, what story did you remember? Had to do with uh, farting. It, yeah, it was. I saw one of my first trail members. His name was Daddy Shakira. <laughs> and um, we were all in the shelter. And it was like, I don't know, there's like 11 of us all crammed in there and, uh, we were all getting <laughs> ready to go to sleep <laughs> and he just, it, it finally gets quiet and everybody's settled, you know, from all the crinkling air mattresses and everything. And you just, someone just rips ass. Right. And, and we're all, we're all just kind of quiet, like shocked. This is like early, early on. So, you know, this isn't like a normal thing to any of us yet. This is all pretty new. And Daddy Shakira just goes, it was me. <laughs> it's just, you know, because at that point we weren't comfortable with all that talk yet. It was all pretty. But, and then he just owned it. He's like, it was me. After a good moment, of time, we just all just roaring in this shelter. Anyway. <laughs> It's a good one. Good push. Nice. <laughs> nice. Shock and uh, awe. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Early on, that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. So okay. Are we re- yeah. are we ready to switch to the uh the PCT or do you have more okay. on the AT? Yeah, I mean, unless something pops in my head, but yeah, I would switch to the AT or okay. PCT. <laughs> PCT. Now, did you happen? Did you happen to to spend the night with Scout and Frodo? I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I was dating someone at the beginning of this trail as well. <laughs> kind of. Actually, no, we weren't really dating. We somehow started to become dating uh, about a week into it, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, but I had a ride to the to the border. We flew into San Diego and had some fun days on the beach. And then I got dropped off at the border. And yeah, so I didn't stay there. Okay. Now what was your, what was your start and finish date? Um, it was similar to the, well, the start date was like March 28th or 29th, same as my AT. And then my finish date was kind of catawampus. It was October. Oh, I had to go back and do a week stretch, uh, because I got sick and then I jumped ahead and tagged the border. And then I had to go back and do a stretch in between Stevens and Stahican. And, um, so it was like October 27th or something. I want to think, I think it was, I'd have to look, I think they put it on my certificate. I okay. <laughs> and you mentioned yeah. earlier, uh, how did you characterize the end of your PCT hike in October? It was, oh, it was something about it hellfire? Was hellfire and snow, <laughs> hellfire and snow. Um, it was actually probably one of the stupidest things I've done. You know, the PCT I had quite a few close calls on my life. And I'm not even kidding. I had a river crossing and one mountainside. Uh, what was it? Uh, what pass was that? Um, started with an M crap anyway. Well, uh, yeah. That, in the Sierras? Uh, yeah, it was in the Sierras. Mather. Mather. Yes. I got, since I have no clavicle bone, I was that we went up the wrong way. Well, we had to, cause this side was all avalanche. <laughs> that's, that's a word. Um, and 
it's like a us kicked out like steps in the snow face and then you had to like shimmy across these rocks and then pull yourself up well I had no clavicle bone and half my group I didn't know they went around and then horse one of the guys I was hiking with at that point in time went on ahead and usually we'd all just know that we'd meet at camp at the, the next you know that evening so because we all went at different paces through the snow well, I got to this one rock face, so I couldn't go back down that kicked out uh, snow wall. It was like 4,000 feet or whatever it was, straight down. The actual trail's looping around this way, and then I needed to pull myself up this rock face, and I couldn't do it because of my clavicle bone, even with my pack off. So I was like, shit, I'm stuck on this ledge unless someone comes and finds me or, or the next person comes or whatever. So I got a little panicky, but then like, maybe... 20 minutes later, horse popped his head back over the side and was like, I think I, th I figured you probably need help right here. I was like, thank God. So he pulled my pack up there and I'm sure I would have been fine. I mean, I had my gear and everything, but it would have been a real shitty night if they didn't figure it out. till they got to camp and I waited for them to come back the next day or something. But uh, yeah, there was that time. And then oh, thank I God forgot. for horse. Oh, he saved me twice. And then there was a river crossing right at the end of the Sierras where I didn't think about, I mean, it wasn't very high. It was like half my shin deep, but the undertow was so strong. And it was a, right at the split of the river and um, everybody went ahead of me. I was the last one. And he just kind of stepped in the water just a little bit as I was coming across. And uh, I didn't think about, I had all that time in the Sierras. I had so much weight in my pack because of all the food we had to carry for the 14 days or whatever it was. And then I was heavier myself. I know he had lost so much weight from the cold and the extra, you know, work of going through snow and then all the extra weight. By that day, I had like no weight in my pack left because I'd eaten it all. I had no weight on me left. And that water picked me up and he just barely hooked my arm and whipped me out. And I mean, I was going. If he hadn't been right there, I would have been down. So he saved me twice. He literally saved me twice. But Yeah. Good, good job, horse. <laughs> nice. Shout out to horse for, for yeah. being a lifesaver twice. Yeah. He saved me. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, happier stories though. I sat on a rattlesnake. What? You sat yeah. on a rattlesnake? Yeah, coming down. Uh, we, we hiked up to San Jacinto and stayed up there at that shelter. And then that morning we decided we wanted to do a 30 or 32 or whatever it was down to get in and out down in Cabazon. So we were mobbed down in that switchbacks coming down Cabazon were just like never ending. And it was just totally exposed. And I got like two miles away from the heat source and I started to get heat stroke or the water source. <laughs> source. Anyway, <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, if, if you're getting away from the heat source, you should be, you should not be getting heat stroke. Something. I might, it might have done permanent damage apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I started to feel like I was going to pass out or something. And I right ahead of me was this rock sticking out with a rock wall behind it. It looked like a seat basically. And I was like, I thought I was going down. So I just plopped myself packing all. I usually would take my pack off when I take a break anytime. And luckily I didn't this time because I pinned this rattlesnake between the rock wall and my bag. And I felt this like fumbling around, but I was kind of all dazed and trying to compose myself. And then I heard the rattle, but it could barely rattle. I had it so pinned. And then I realized what it was and I jumped up and this thing is attached to the back of my backpack. So uh, that gave me a little bit of a heart attack. It dropped and slid it off and I like screamed for horse again. And he came back like, well, what do you want me to do now? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was attached to me. 
So there was that. And was it I attached got- because it's it was it was trying to bite you and it was like fangs yeah, were in the bag? It, it bit my the mesh of my hyperlite bag. It got caught in the mesh part of my hyperlite bag and it was like dangling. I'm flipping it around. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it, what it, is it? It's there. It was it was know. probably it was probably pissed off that somebody dared to sit on it. Oh, I squished the living daylights out of it, I'm sure, because I plopped down. I mean, this little guy was like, he was not happy. Yeah, I messed up his his afternoon for sure. And then well, he I guess I guess up. if you if you're gonna sit on a rattlesnake, uh, probably a pro tip would be to make sure your bag does the sitting, and, and not yeah. your not your backside. Total rookie move. Total rookie move. Not looking first. That was bad. It was really bad. And then uh, yeah, other PCT. I'm trying to think of some funny stories instead of so many serious stories. I mean, messing with Jeff was always fun when he'd do like his, you know, all the hikers <laughs> do their, I think it's the funniest thing, like Darwin and all of them would do the, like those videos where they set up the camera and they walk by, like, like, so like just happen to catch them in the moment. <laughs> and I yeah, don't have you any watch that, You watch that video and, and you think, who's, who's taking the video of him? And then you realize, oh, he probably had to set that up ahead of time and then walk back and then walk yeah. forward through the shot and then walk back and pick up the camera and, you know, do that again, several hundred more times. He's on a different level than mine to videography. And he's an amazing photographer. Like I hand it to him. I'm just too lazy, but yeah, messing with him on those where he, I mean, I think he put a few of them in, in his videos where he'd go by and I'd like, I'd always come up with a different way to like pluck with him with him. <laughs> And he'd get so mad. He'd get so mad because like he'd, he'd do his walk by and then I'd come running by or something or like I'd moon it or like, I I don't know, I'd come up on my face. <laughs> he'd be like, you're my fucker, blah, blah. <laughs> so mad at me. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how many times I messed with his videos. But anyway, yeah, that was always fun. Um, and did, did he ever, did he ever say, you know what, just uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave feathers in the video. Did you, have he you ever did. made an he, appearance on, on any of his shots? Oh yeah, he's got. I've made quite a few, but there's a few of them where it's me messing with him, <laughs> and you see me like running by after he did a serious walk by, and I'm like going really like ridiculous, you know. <laughs> he's like every time, just like you can hear him cussing in the background and me giggling. <laughs> <laughs> now feathers, feathers. What is your funniest IB Tat story? Whether or not it happened on the AT or the PCT or uh, somewhere else. Uh, it was a French fry story. <laughs> so, uh, you know how he always says, hell yeah. <laughs> so I always, <laughs> we were, we were on a road trip. We decided to take a road trip to, uh, to Tennessee and we stopped for Dairy Queen. We wanted blizzards and French fries. And we both agreed while we were driving up that we were going to need extra salt for the fries. Cause they never salt their fries well enough. So we get our blizzards, we get our French fries. And I take the extra salt and <laughs> I put it in on the fries and he wasn't watching. And I, I mean, I wasn't thinking anything of it, I, but I really put a lot of salt on the fries. <laughs> I didn't try any of them before he did. <laughs> He's like, holy fuck. It's like a mouthful of salt water. And I go, hell yeah, without missing a beat. <laughs> we just about both pissed our pants laughing because <laughs> after that, anytime anything would go wrong, I would be like, hell yeah. <laughs> it just came the signature of me stealing his line <laughs> for the opposite though, because, you know, he uses it for positive things. I use it for negative things, <laughs> but uh, maybe it was funnier if you were there, 
but we laugh about it still. Just because I, yeah, I, I guess you, I guess you had to be there. I'm laughing on the yeah, inside. Yeah, I had to be there on that. I mean, just the look on his face with all the salt in his mouth, and it's just like, why, why? <laughs> and all I can say was, oh yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was again mad at me. I don't know, <laughs> but it worked out. Nice. So, yeah, there was that. Oh, crying. She's crying. If you're not watching YouTube, you're missing out. She's she's laughing so hard. She's crying. She she barely made it through that story. <laughs> oh, you had to be there though. It was way funnier. Probably like the one with Spider too. Just you had to be. <laughs> that was about timing. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of this episode. You had to be there. All about timing. Yeah. <laughs> Something I just don't have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of stories on that. I got charged by a cougar too on the PCT. Uh, that scared the living daylights out of me. Um, Let me guess. Force was there to rescue you. No, nobody rescued me this time. It was um, just you and the cougar? It's just me and this big ass cougar right outside of uh, Bernie Falls, California. And uh, I heard it maul something. I was with th- three other hikers, but I didn't really know them that were camped in the same spot. And about 1030 the night before, there was a deer in the camp looking for the salty, you know, parts of us. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. But uh, anyway, it ended up grabbing. <laughs> I think a cougar came through and grabbed it like 1030 at night. I mean, I'm my tent on the entire PCT was bottomless. So, I mean, I really just had like this tarp thing above me. And um, I so it's a little more intimidating when something's being mauled in your campsite in your pretty like, I don't know why that thin layer makes you feel like maybe you're going to be safer. But <laughs> anyway. Uh, I heard this deer scream as it was being carried off for like maybe 20 minutes. It was just horrific. And it was finally like out of sight or out of sound. And um, by the way, it's the end of the day for me. <laughs> just so you know me fumbling over the, it's your West Coast. I'm East Coast right now. Okay. Back the, to stories, the, story. the stories are getting yeah. better. Keep going. <laughs> I don't believe you. It's <laughs> just probably getting harder to follow. <laughs> so the next morning after that happened, um, I had one, there was one camper left besides me and he wasn't even moving yet. So I got going, it was raining. I came up on a logging road that I had to traverse to get back on the trail and just take a quick left. And um, I stepped up on it and here's this big, huge male cougar just like licking his shoulder. And I had a scarf that was flapping all around because it was windy and rainy. And all these things dangling and you're not supposed to have that with the cougar you're, you're supposed to like not flare and look like a toy because i like giant cats like house cats so i stepped back was for that two seconds. was that on the was that on the warning you know the warning signs don't be bougie around cougars no that's like flary or something flary oh no, flary, flary and bougie two different things yeah i think so oh my god okay. my daughter's gonna be mortified i even use either of those words <laughs> I should use ratchet somewhere in here too, just to ratchet. make her cringe. <laughs> She's going to say, oh my God, mom, I can hear it already. Anyway, uh, so there's this cougar. <laughs> and uh, I stepped off to tuck everything in and I knew it was going to know I was there. And within a second, you're never actually supposed to lose eye contact with a cougar, but I would rather not be looked at as a toy. And I thought maybe I had better chances before it smelled me. And I knew it didn't see me right away. So I step back up and it's gone. And I'm like, now my heart's just pounding. Cause I'm like, oh crap. I know it knows I'm there. I was like not even 15 feet away from it. 
So I'm standing there, it's just pissing rain. I pull out my phone and record for just a couple seconds so that if I get drug away, they know what happened to me. And then I'm standing there trying to debate, should I wait for this guy? I don't know how long he'll be, you know, because I need to go in the direction that the cougar was in. And uh, finally, I'm like, put the phone away. And I look up and the cougar is half the distance it was away from me on the side. I can't believe that I couldn't even see it. I mean, it was raining and everything, but it was stalking me coming closer to me. And I didn't even, I hadn't even seen it. And as soon as we made eye contact, the thing started charging at me. And I mean, it's a good thing you're not supposed to run with cougars because I was frozen and like, I just didn't even know what to do. And I clicked my trek poles together like twice, I think maybe once, I don't know. I was literally like that scared. And the thing skid out because I, I was frozen and that's what you're supposed to do is stare and hold your ground. He skid out last minute and like dodged off to the left. But man, I kept looking that whole like rest that day. I could not stop looking over my shoulder. I was so paranoid and, and oh yeah, that, that was, that was a scary moment too. That one was worse than the, than the rattlesnake attached to my backpack. <laughs> wow. But, I, I, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I mean, you, you, you're not supposed to run, but I mean, 99% of people, I mean, that, that'd be the, the most instant reaction is holy cow. I am, I'm out of here, but to stand yeah, your I, ground I and petrified in fear, like I froze. I, cause I, he caught me self guard. I thought he was gone somewhere. So I'm looking around and videoing. He's right there the whole time staring at me. And as soon as I made eye contact with him, that's when he charged. And it was like, you know, I'm sure a deer and a natural like incident would take off and then it would chase it. And that's the fun and the kill and everything. But, and that's why probably more bicyclists get attacked by cougars and stuff too, because they're moving and, you know, look fun. But I was frozen (laughs) and I stood my ground. So it's like, okay, this thing isn't going anywhere. And it's, so I intimidated it somehow. I mean, but it, man, it's, its shoulder that it was licking when I walked up on it was like bigger than the football player's thighs and stuff. That thing just looked, maybe it's my imagination because it was just so shocking and early in the morning, but I swear to God, that thing was a giant. <laughs> it, it was it, huge. <laughs> it probably had both clavicles. I think it did. Yeah. 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 It might've had yeah. a spare. Might've had a spare. <laughs> you know, Jeff, Jeff just would have set up his camera and walked by it as he, you know, to make sure he got it the right, the right cinematography on that. You might have, you might have. It, it probably would have looked great. I'm sure it would have been fantastic. <laughs> National Geographic would have called him. He, he's going to end up, I guarantee you, he's going to end up with some kind of offer from someplace like that. Cause his, his work's just, he's just got such a good eye for that kind of stuff. And I don't think he realizes I've tried to encourage him to, he needs to make his living with his photography and stop doing these little side jobs in between his hiking. He's, he's, he's very really, talented. Oh my God. It's crazy. But anyway. Yep. All right. Hey, what, what is next for feathers and little leaf? You know, what? I've got a pretty big bucket list, but I know a few things that I definitely want to do. I want to canoe the Missouri river. So I want to be able to say that I've done the entire Missouri river from Montana to St. Louis. So I was actually going to do that this summer, but with the inflation and everything, the costs of the canoe that I wanted to have custom built, it was a Nova, like tripled in price. It was ridiculous. So I threw that out the window, but I still want to, I want to float the Missouri. So you're going to have a custom built canoe. You're not going to go to Walmart and pick up an inflatable boat. No, we're going to do this a little more. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, And then I want to keep it. 
Yeah, so I'll have a canoe. Um, and then I want at some point to do the Trail of the Parks in Chile. So the, when I finally do start hiking overseas, that that's the first big one I really want to do through the Patagonia. I think that'll be pretty amazing. And it's not very talked about, but I think that would be cool. Of course, I want to do my Triple Crown, the CDT, but I'll need to figure out Little Leaf because I can't take her on that. Unless I could get a crew to go with me. No, she can't do the miles. It's just not going to happen with her. I need to get her situated. My best friend was going to take her originally for me, but then she got diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and is dealing oh, no. with way too much. Yeah. So Little Leaf is just in the game and in the picture until I can find a suitable place for her to stay comfortably. And I haven't found that yet. Um, and then what else do I want to do? I don't know. I really want to, I want to buy a sailboat and sell the Great Loop too. <laughs> so maybe when I'm done hiking across America or zigzagging or whatever the heck I'm doing right now, um, I'll buy a sailboat and do that for a, a year or two and then um, get her situated. Uh, there's really no order for any of this. And I change my mind a lot. Maybe, I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> okay. Do you have any sailing? Do you have any sailing experience? You know, I grew up with a lot of sailors in my family. My aunt and uncle sailed and they always took me out on their sailboat. And I've sailed a small sailboat for the first time when I was on the PCT. Actually, one of the hostel owners like invited us out, a few of us out one day randomly and uh, taught us all how to sell. And so that was kind of fun, but it was a little teeny tiny one. And I want to get like a little less than 40 feet maybe and do the great loop, but I'll learn. I mean, can't be that hard. <laughs> hey, you're a quick study. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you've stared down cougars and sat on rail sna rattlesnakes. You can definitely uh, sail the great loop. You know, and if anything, I'll go out with a bang. So, hey, <laughs> and a goat, possibly. <laughs> hey, Feathers, you know where we are? Uh, this is Earth. And <laughs> yes, it uh, is. <laughs> that, was a, that was a safe Sunday. guess. I mean, you, you encompassed everything right there. Earth. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> a tip insight of the week. We are at that time oh. of the episode where I ask you to share your pro tip insight My of person. the week, a bit, a bit of trail wisdom to make our listeners next outdoor experience be even better. So what do you have for us? Uh, I'm going to, you know what, and this is more of a serious one. So I, I, I know I'm goofy a lot, but I think that it is better to use wet wipes on trail for toilet paper than regular toilet paper, because you can't clean anything with a dry piece of paper. And when you're out on trail, everything's a little dirtier. And so use disposable wet wipes because then you're actually getting clean and you can use them to on your face. Not, not the same one, <laughs> but you can use them to take baths. You can wash your face and then everything stays cleaner because toilet paper isn't doing anything for you out there, especially when you're all sweaty and sticky and gross. It's nasty. So use wet wipes. Yeah. Okay. And then you got to pack them out. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yep. But you know what? It's it's a small price to pay, and you're packing so much other things out anyway with your food stuff. So right. who cares? And even if you had toilet paper, you, you should be packing that out as well. They should because there's yeah. so many hikers. It's 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 everywhere now. It's like it's like the, the state um, bird at this point. <laughs> it's just floating around everywhere. No, um, it's not that bad, but it, it's gonna be if people don't take it serious. And I think COVID really made people trash these trails a lot more. I'm kind of surprised coming back out here after four years and how much trash there is along the trail. It's really sad. Um, it was not like this four years ago. 
And some of the caretakers of the shelters and stuff that I've talked to that I've happened to run into have said that it's been really bad with these people coming out that just don't respect the, you know, leave no trace thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, please take out. It's just, it's not that hard. You know, don't be a panty waster. That's right. Take your trash. <laughs> don't, be, don't be a boo. Take out the trash. <laughs> right. Hey, any, any experience or thoughts with those portable bidets? No, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're real nice. Little, little too bougie for me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of those. I mean, I guess it could be cool, but that's the same thing a wet wipe does. A wet wipe is one of those gear pieces, though, that is multi-purpose. Like I said, you can wash your face, you can wash your hands, you can do a quick bath, you can keep everything clean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a trekking pole, there's so many things, activities you can do with a trekking pole. Yeah, so but just to be yeah. completely clear, in case anybody misunderstands us out there, don't use the same wet wipe on your butt as you do on your face. Yes, in that please. order. I yeah. mean, you could. You're going to get a child name you won't want, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the possibilities are endless there. Very yes, good. and somebody please give someone the child name Karen just for fun. And if your name is Karen, loosen up. I know it's just a joke. <laughs> okay. That, that was hilarious. Do you have a trail name? I, I, I'm not a through hiker. Uh, too bad. Yeah, because it should have been Karen. Name her Karen. I was. And I was going to make all the group she was with know that her name was Karen. So, yeah, be careful because us through hikers will give you a name <laughs> if you need one. All right. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Feathers. Want to thank her for joining this joining us this week. Feathers, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures with Little Leaf? Well, my YouTube channel would be the easiest spot, which is just under Kate Cloud, because when I started it, I didn't have a trail name and it's just regular old Kate. Don't try to put an eye in there (laughs) and then cloud like up in the sky. And uh, yeah, I've got all my adventures from daily videos from the ATPCT, um, traveling around with Little Leaf for two years in a gypsy wagon, and now this trek against or, or across America against America. No. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's bedtime. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so there's that. And then you can also find us on Instagram. Little Leaf has her own Instagram, which is just under Little Leaf Goat. And then my, my Instagram is Kate Cloud Feathers because it needed to be long. Um, there were no other options and I wasn't going to put the time in to figure something else out. So those are the two like main ways that are Instagram and in YouTube. And, uh, I have a website with my art. If you want to see any of that, which is just under katecloudart.com. So pretty easy. And those are probably about, about it. You can find all the other links in those forums for like my Patreon and stuff. If you really want to get, get nosy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. No TikTok account there, uh, Feathers? No. You know what? Someone has a Snapchat account of me though, because I keep getting people saying on my Instagram that they they found me on Snapchat. So they decided to follow me on Instagram too. And I'm like, well, this is great, but I don't have Snapchat. So <laughs> I hope that person's doing a great job that's running my Snapchat because... I don't have one, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> nice. I could probably try to find it and see what's really happening on there. Probably all uh, kinds of rumors starting and things, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Also, if you have comments or clips you want to share with us, you can send it to me at John at gmail.com. 
the Adventure Media Recommendation. Oh, hey, half, half Calf's in there again, letting us know it's time for the Adventure Media Recommendation. That's where we turn to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, website, something, some kind of media out there to keep our listeners connected to the trail. Kate, uh, aka Feathers, what do you have for us for our Adventure Media Recommendation? Well, I have to throw out a book. Actually, I'll give you a couple just because okay. one of them will be limited to certain people. So the girl that I hiked, one of the girls that I hiked with on the PCT came out with a book called Dirty Colors. Um, and Colors is my friend that was crushed by a tree and her boyfriend. And uh, she did a, she came out with a book about her experience on the PCT. And of course, it probably has a sad spot in there, um, but it's only in German right now. So we're waiting for it to come out in English, but that's called Dirty Colors. Okay. And I know it's going to be epic because she is the most beautiful sold person I had ever met. And I'm not just saying that she would, everybody would, they would come around and then we'd all be like, it's the, our favorite Germans. They were so fun. Anyway. So her book has got to be amazing. And I can't read it yet because I can't read German, but I'm really excited too. And I hope more other people will be too. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of just the basics that I absolutely loved. Uh, what was the one I was just reading? Um, well, Rock Across America, of course, I'm sure a lot of people have recommended that one before, but that's a good old classic. And, uh, oh, the tracks, the tracks one, this put way too many ideas in my mind. The girl who walked across Australia. Have you guys yes. heard of that one? I heard yes. of that one. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. Um, man, I have so many, I'm a book nerd, so I could go on and on. Uh, nice. yeah, I want to promote because okay. it and will I, be out in English. Eventually. And I love the fact that you're a book nerd after you struggled so much with dyslexia as a, oh, as a child. I, I couldn't read till fifth grade. Yeah, I couldn't read. And if anybody That's who amazing. follows me on YouTube knows, because I mutilate like town names and I'll say things like instead of a whole pot of coffee, a whole cough of potty, or if I need a bottle of water, it's a wobble of water. <laughs> so I'm always, they're like, I think people just watch me to see what words I'm going to screw up. I don't know. It's cool. But I like to read. <laughs> Nice. I finally learned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What have we not asked you? Well, I'm not sure what kind of accent that is. Half calf went off on that one there. So uh, what, uh, this is our final segment. It's called, uh, what have we not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? Oh, I mean, I think I already told you guys way more than I probably should have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess, um, shoot, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I should have been prepared for this one and I'm not. That's okay. Um, if yeah. we covered it all, I mean, we, we covered it all except for the bar stories. So, oh yeah. That's a separate stories. episode. Yeah. It, I could definitely, I mean, cause all the different bars, there were different things that happened in and yeah. Yeah. Those could be fun. Um, okay. yeah, I don't got anything. I'm sorry. That's all I'm, right. I'm a fail on the ending there. That's okay. It is. <laughs> it's I late where you are. Hard. It's late where you are. It's been a big day for you and, and Little Leaf. I totally get it. All right. That's a wrap from the John Freakamere Studio. Any shout outs to friends and family, Feathers? Yes. Um, I'm going to do a shout out to my daughter, Natalie. Uh, thanks for putting up with your crazy mother and for encouraging me and making me actually have a YouTube channel because, yep, <laughs> you were right. And uh, to my nine-year-old grandma, she's the only other person that supports me doing all this craziness. Uh, they both have my back. 
and to Batman, uh, he's one of my best friends. He's always helped support and encourage everything I do. So those three people. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you've been busy standing stone still while being stalked by a cougar. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck. think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.